0: Hello and welcome to Talk of the Town. This show is a collaboration between the City of Winter Park, the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and Rollins College, and each show provides useful information and a transparent look into the happenings here in Winter Park. I'm Sam Stark, Vice President at Rollins College, and I'm pleased to serve as host of the show. It's great to have Mayor Phil Anderson from uh, the great City of Winter Park. Unfortunately, our other Co-host Betsy Gardner-Eckbert can't be with us today, but we do have Anne-Marie Cooper, uh, Director of Government Affairs at the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce to join us for um, a bit of a session. So good morning to both of you and welcome. Great to have you here. So the three of us were on a bus together. March 29th, uh, the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce hosted its annual Arts Advocacy Day in Tallahassee. Uh, Anne-Marie, you put that together. It was a Fantastic trip, Uh, just the the logistics uh, were amazing. Um, But on top of that, the advocacy was really impressive. You wanna just share a little bit from your perspective how it went and and what what we got accomplished up there.
1: Thanks, Sam. Yes, thank you both, um, by the way, for going with us for uh, Mayor, the second year in a row. Uh, We were grateful to have you and Michelle Del Valle, the Assistant City Manager with us again this year. And Sam, thank you as well to Rollins and Advent Health, our two sponsors for that day. This is, I think, the fifth year that the chamber has been going up. There was one year, I think, that we did it virtually. Um, But arts advocacy is, I think, one of our key um, government affairs platform items because we look at it as a win-win-win when you look at it um, across different Uh, political spectrums, and whether it's you're a small business owner or cultural facility, uh, we see it adding benefit to our community from a bunch of different perspectives. So we were thrilled to take up a delegation of business and community leaders earlier this month and spend a whirlwind few hours traipsing back and forth from the House to Senate uh, side and and back. Um, We had, I think, 10 different meetings with members of the Orange and Seminole County delegations from both the House and Senate. We met with Senate leadership staff. Um, it was a whirlwind. I loved it. It's kind of the thing that, you know, the, the Super Bowl of <laughs> advocacy when you're spending a whirlwind day up there with both your constituents and stakeholders, um, but also meeting with legislators. So we went up there to talk about a very specific program uh, that Really, just
2: money. Yeah. We, we went up there to talk <laughs> a specific about Specific program.
1: To ask for money, but it's— <laughs> But um, it, it's not a handout. There's, uh, it's a, a matching grant program. So uh, all of the entities that apply for these grants have to come to the table with a matching component, if anywhere from one-to-one one match to a ten-to-one match. So uh, we feel really good about going up there and being able to advocate on behalf of uh, the facilities here in Winter Park and in the region as a whole. Um, the program itself, just to kind of give listeners a, a sense of what it is and where it lives, it falls under the Florida uh, Department of State, the Division of Cultural Affairs budget. And again, it's a matching grant program. It covers anything from facilities, general programs, and operations, um, endowments, and, and special building projects. So Rollins is one of the grantees again, this year, and we're thrilled because that program, and Sam, you could tell more about it than, than me, but it's to create a dedicated education room within the arts Museum um, that really would expand access to underserved populations and create an, an arts education program there so we love it we feel really good about taking that message up to Tallahassee and to our legislators we've been really well received over the years yeah. um, you know the, the arts community goes up there on their own and and makes their argument and talks about cognitive development of children and Quality of life and all those things that are equally as important. But we, as a chamber, go up there and talk about the economic impact to our community. So again, let me back up. The program itself is uh, sixty-eight million dollars in change, covering seven hundred and seventy-four grants at this across the state. Right. In Orange County, that's about fifty-four grants and a little over five million dollars in matching funds that have been requested. And here in Winter Park, it's twelve grants and about a million and a half dollars for this year. Now, all of those grant applications are reviewed by an independent panel. They look at the scope of projects. They look at the financials to support the entity, uh, the budget for the program. And so that Florida Council on Arts and Culture, they make a recommendation then for all of those projects to the Secretary of State, who then puts it in their budget. Go ahead. No, what I was
2: going to say is uh, Anne-Marie, is our is really the chamber's lobbyist, <laughs> and you came out of uh, ca- came off of Capitol Hill, yeah. and uh, you know moved to Central Florida, and so you've paired up with the chamber mm-hmm. to really do these kinds of things, is to is to make sure that the legislators know how big a deal the arts funding is exactly. to our communities, yeah. and and part of it is it helps me. Also understand, you know, we're part, Winter Park is a big, big, big part of the region's cultural corridor. We have museums. You know, I keep harping on this. We have Rollins with the top drama department in the entire state. You know, we have a lot of things going on. We're hopefully going to have a new art museum uh, with Rollins being able to display three times what they currently display. And so the arts are a huge draw, whether it's at the Morse and the Palachic yeah. or Rollins or the History Museum. This is a big draw for our residents and their friends and family when they come to visit us. It's a big deal. Right. And when they come, yeah, they buy dinner, they buy a cocktail. That's exactly right. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, right. Stay at, they, they stay, uh, they, stay, you know, at the our hotel down on. Yeah down on Park Avenue, the Park Plaza, or they stay at the Alfond or one of the other hotels. Mm -hmm. But they bring a huge economic impact, but they also bring a lot of community pride. You know, 140 years of, you know, arts and culture is really the backbone of Winter Park. and So this is a big deal And finding ways to support those efforts.
1: Well, and I was going to say, so I think the arts community does a great job of going up there and advocating for this themselves, but... We often get asked why is a chamber yeah. coming up here, and I'm so. I had a senator say, "I this is surprising to me. This is kind of the <laughs> issue you're staking your, you know, putting your stake in the ground on." And we said, is "These these matching grant dollars create economic activity, just like you said. The people come into whether you're a resident, you're from a neighboring community, or you're coming in from across the pond. You know, these people are coming in and they're enjoying Park Avenue and Hannibal Square." They're visiting our restaurants and our shops, our hotels. And so it's driving our economy. And to the tune of, I mean, these are the numbers that we like to give to the legislators. For every dollar that the state invests, it there's a $6.70 return directly back into state and local government coffers. So that's just the tax revenues that are generated from that. So for the Winter Park uh, grantees that are recommended this year, the $1.5 million turns into about $8 million dollars um, in, in government revenues alone. And then if you look again at all that spending that's associated with people coming into our community and visiting our shops and restaurants and everything else, it's tens of millions of dollars of activity. So we feel like that, that message Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily getting, uh, you know, making its way across to the the legislators. They weren't being connected. And so we've been doing this now for five years and I have to say, and you tell me if I'm wrong, um, we feel like the legislators hear us loud and clear. And so people on both sides of the aisle now feel a lot of comfort and pride in being able to say, yes, I support this because it does this and this and this. And and is you know, good for my community. So Great, yeah. It, Art is business. Art is right? good business. And, that's um, what we, yeah.
0: and to your point or to the senator's point, that's why this Chamber of Commerce is so involved and committed to it. And frankly, Mayor, the same. Like for you to take two days out of your life <laughs> and out of your term to... Uh, well, to, to
2: one day up and back <laughs> and one day to recover.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. right, so it's four. I did <laughs> put you through the ringer. It's a good point, but uh, that says a lot about our community and the importance of art in and to Winter Park and Central Florida. So um, a great trip. Uh, like you said, great people on the trip yeah. and advocating, and um, it's, it's just good old-fashioned grassroots it politicking. Is. It is. And it's impressive to, to to do it. Any other takeaways from that visit, Mayor?
2: No, I think we got a great reception for the from those um, state legislators that represent us and the region. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got. There have really been tremendous results coming out of these efforts too. About two or three years ago, the funding had really been cut back. Right. And now that I think. More people are connecting the dots between what this means for the residents of Florida and their economy. Um, it's finding its way back into the budget with increasing funding. You know, it still gets to be a slugfest over who gets what, but but um, but the funding once it gets into the state is is where it has to start. Yeah,
1: and that's a good Does point. That, it, we're in week seven of our legislative session right now, so they're they're coming to, towards the end. The window is closing, I guess. Um the House had a you know, both the House and Senate have passed their budgets and the governor has his budgets. They're the largest budgets in our state's history, 114 billion rather, yep. uh, by the governor and 113 billion in change for both the House and Senate. They both include monies for this program. They haven't maxed them out though. So we're still keeping the foot on the gas pedal, uh making outreaches to legislators and their staff for listeners who want to do so. Um it's really easy to log on and, and find out who your legislators are and just shoot them a quick email. You can do that through the house and Senate websites and let them know full funding for arts and culture matching grant program is, is key for our community. So yeah.
0: Great. Um, last week uh, Rollins took a, a group of 11 up to Tallahassee and, and basically did the same thing. Uh, took a, a big van and mm-hmm. um, yours truly got to drive that <laughs> and uh, President Cornwell uh, four students, a couple other staff members, and sort of had our own Rollins day as we went up to advocate for the EASE grants, uh, effective access to student education, a, uh, a grant for Florida residents to uh, be able to access if they're students, if they, if they so choose to go to one of the 32 private uh, or independent colleges and universities. And same thing, we, we feel like it's a, it's a direct and very tangible return on investment for the state dollars. And um, politically, sometimes that money gets toyed with. No other, no better way to put it. And last year, students got uh, $800 taken out of their pockets. And this year, we're hoping that that grant uh, goes back up north of $3,000 per student. Um, signs are good, but uh, you know, it ain't over till it's over. Mm so uh, we, we're continuing to uh, to do the same thing as you uh, with with arts with these uh, higher education grants for independent colleges. so
1: Well, thank you as a mother of three boys who <laughs> <laughs> will be going to school. Yeah, well, we'll need all the help. They everyone
0: can get. Um, learns differently, and uh, some just want and need a different environment than the, our awesome state schools, um, but um, uh, we're, we're hoping that ease uh, has a better run and and has a better outcome this year so uh, we'll keep people posted, but to, to your point, the advocacy and just being able to spend time with legislators in person, um, and frankly for us, you know, our president was there, me as the government affairs person, we didn't speak when the legislators and the, you know, senators and, um, uh, representatives were in the room. We just let our students talk Mm -hmm. and it was so much more impactful and so much more beneficial. And, uh, we really had a good trip and, um, yeah, well, I, I know the chamber hosts a government um, uh, update soon.
1: Yes, May 17th okay. at the Alfond Inn. You can w- log on to our website, winterpark.org, and find the legislative update under our events. Yep. It's a phenomenal event this year. We have four legislators on our panel, Senator Jason Broder, Representative Anna Eskamani, Rep- Anna Eskamani, pardon me, Representative Susan Placencia, and Representative Levon Bracey Davis. So we're looking forward to a thoughtful and robust bipartisan conversation about what happened during session yeah. what things remain to be done at that point that's a few weeks after session should end and i don't know if we'll have special sessions yet or not but <laughs> it's it's certainly been an interesting they they're going very quickly through their yeah. um their agenda and so it's i think it's been a whirlwind session and a lot has gotten done but a lot of uh, very polarized things have gone done too. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see what that turns out. I, I encourage everybody to attend. It's a great breakfast event.
0: Yep. Well, we know arts will be one of the questions that we ask that you ask mm-hmm. them. And, and I, I would ask I would be, actually it'd be you on there too. <laughs> yes, thank you. So um, anyway, we'll look, we'll look forward to that event. Um, Mayor, speaking of art is business, um, a lot going on at Seven Oaks Park uh, here in Winter Park. Um, in regards to the Playhouse, the park itself, uh, Orange Avenue, just as, as an important corridor, and that, that park is really uh, becoming such a, a hot and impressive topic in Winter Park. Maybe just share the latest sure. and greatest with that.
2: So, uh, you know, just to bring everybody up, Seven Oaks Park is our new name for the for the brand-new park that we just created on Denning and on Orange Avenue. And uh, used to be called Progress Point because it was Progress Point Energy, uh, but we had another. We didn't have another label for it. We took a vote among Winter Park residents, and Seven Oaks Park went, won by a landslide. And the reason it's Seven Oaks is because the city, about a year ago, planted seven 40-foot <laughs> mature live oaks yeah. on this parcel to give us a really good head start toward creating a fantastic a uh, shady place with a big tree canopy. Uh, big, big, that's a, that was a big undertaking. We did it about a year ago. Uh, we've, we've now gone through all the permitting, and we just broke ground on the next phase. And the next phase is adding the green space and the lawns and the hardscape, reworking a road. But there's always been a discussion about what to do with, you know, how do you bring people to the park? And what are the right ways to bring people to the park? Big discussion. Right. Um, And we kind of put that on hold for a little while, and now it's perking up. One of our major attractions here in Winter Park has been the Winter Park Playhouse. And uh, they have started an idea that maybe we should look at building a a performance venue there. And maybe this is something that they could help do. And so that whole conversation, you know, ties in with keeping the arts, you know, keeping an existing uh, really well-tracked, you know, participant in the arts in Winter Park. And so we're looking really, really hard at that. We just had a great work session about how to, how to attract great ideas. And uh, so we're working through that. Um, you know, when we do work sessions, we can't actually vote. We just say, what's the consensus, and whoever nods their head. We say, okay, that's probably a pretty good direction. And the direction we're tracking right now is to look for requests for proposals, to really put a performance venue kind of above the existing parking, have it cascade and overlook the park, kind of like a miniature Dr. Phillips. Yeah. And, uh, you know, are there other things that we should be doing with this? So it's it's started a discussion maybe a little faster than we had expected, but you know necessity becomes the mother of invention along the way, and uh, that's kind of what's going on. But um, it's at the beginning of this process. There's a lot of opportunity for people to start weighing in, and I'm sure people will weigh in on you know what does this park really want to be and look at. I will say that you know the city has the benefit of owning a pretty you know, about four acres, we made the decision months ago or years ago that no matter what, one and a half, almost a third of this is going to be an amazing park space. You know, it's going to anchor that Mm -hmm. area. And so what do we do with a little bit left over for, you know, parking for the area and for, you know, bringing people? Um, So that's kind of what's going on. Um, We're at the very beginnings of this. Um, you know, we, uh, we want to keep our arts, you know, sponsors in our community. Um, you know, I was chatting with Mayor Dyer at a different event, and I said, you know, w- we really have an arts corridor for the region that, you know, kind of runs through Winter Park, you know, within a half a mile or so of 1792. It goes down to the Orlando Museum District, and you know, ultimately ends up down at the Dr. Phillips Center. So we really need to keep our part of this cultural corridor vibrant and strong. And that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah, no yeah. question. It's exciting. So it's exciting. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we're hoping that a number of people get their pens out and come up with good ideas. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's exciting. Well, uh, like everything, uh, keep up to date at cityofwinterpark.org uh, for all of, uh, of that activity. Um, one other project that I think there was another workshop recently, the Winter Park Public Library, the old library site, another one of those. That, Absolutely. Um, a lot of good thinking, a lot of good ideas. Um, any, any status updates after your, your last work session?
2: Yeah. W- so on the old library, for those of you know that you know, we, we opened up our brand new event center, a new library, about a little over a year ago. And uh, so ever since the bonds were issued, what six years ago, there's been a debate about <laughs> what to do at the old library. The can got kicked and kicked and kicked, and finally somehow it landed and landed on my watch. But uh, <laughs> Lucky. so we we uh, we're we're taking the next stab at what's the right use for the property. You know, this is the brick building, the three brick build, three story brick, brick building right next to the Um And we're changing, we're going back into the market to see what ideas are generated, but we're giving more flexibility. So originally we said, now let's look and see if there's a good way for the market to reuse the building. Um, It, it turned out to be a very difficult assignment, you know? Um, And so now we're going to go back out and say, given more time, is there a good way to use the, reuse the building? If not, what should we do? Yeah. And if we brought the building down and built a new building, what would that look like? Or frankly, if we built no building, you know, what would that look like? So there's a range of options being evaluated, um, but we're going to go back out into the market with another request for a proposal or an RFP. But there's a lot more flexibility, yeah. and um, you know, there's so much happening right along that street. It's the location for. You know, the potentially the new Crummer School, it's the location for the expanded Rollins Museum. Of course, the Alfond is about ready to open up their expansion. So, you know, what do you do that is, is good for that neighborhood and good for the other great things that are happening? Um, but we're going to get, I think we'll get a lot, we'll have a lot more variety of options to yeah. consider. But all of this stuff is going to have to perk away. It's not going to be in the market for a couple, you know, a month or two, and uh, we'll see where it goes.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you know, waiting is is becomes the best option, and <laughs> and maybe through intent or, or otherwise, uh, the fact that nothing's been done m- might really prove to be the best thing for that property in the community. So.
1: Well, I
2: hope I think so, and you know, this again is where. Grassroots democracy really, <laughs> I was going to say gets tested, but let's not say get tested. It's where the benefits of grassroots right. democracy come to the surface because you really get to hear from a lot of residents and a lot of users how they feel. Yeah. And uh, we get the you know the opportunity to sort of sort through all that. And, um, you know, but it's going to be a great a, 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 a good experience and we'll have a lot of different opinions to weigh.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. Our uh, Rollins has our Innovation Triangle project, and we talked about art as business and, and sort of our connectivity of the Alphandine expansion, which does open this summer. Uh, uh, Seventy plus new rooms, um, updated um, the, some of the older um, rooms, the original rooms, and a new spa, new pool, new coffee bar uh, with the expansion of the Alphandine that will be open this summer, and that will be exciting. And then across the street, of course, in the Lawrence Center, I think now. F- Four years later, we're coming back to the city for final approvals. Not because of the city, but because of time and, and a lot of other factors. Uh, COVID, not uh, not the least of which was was an issue, to get final approval for our museum, our Rollins Museum of Art, to move across the street. And as you uh, shared uh, earlier, to be able to display about three times the uh, uh, inventory that we have in our collection, and then also our Cromer Graduate School of Business to be able to really build. Well, we're kind of calling like the the, the front porch of Crummer uh, to be able to recruit and attract some of the best and brightest at uh, the multiple levels of uh, educational offerings that we have for the graduate school. And to have that connectivity between art and business, uh, the museum, the hotel, the business school really, we think, makes a lot of sense. We have a pretty exciting project to to bring forward to you, Mayor, and and the commissioners, and uh, looking forward to that next week. Uh, April twenty sixth. So uh, fingers crossed for, uh, for for that. And um, yeah, p- progress takes time.
2: Well, and, and I'm just going to reiterate. You know, our my wife and I have deep ties to Crummer. Yes, uh, particularly my wife. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mentioned the top drama department in the state. Well, Crummer is actually the top executive MBA program in the state. Also. Indeed. And uh, really, really proud of what Rollins and Crummer do yeah. um, and the linkage between all of the great nonprofits here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is amazing. Um, sustainability, I know there's an, that's another hot topic for the city. It is for the college. I know it is for the chamber and, and the business community at large. Uh, the college continues to have that as one of our uh, three strategic uh, priorities, um, and so we're going through a lot of internal meetings and plannings and refinements and enhancements and improvements, getting students involved. Um, and it's been a fascinating process that I've been privileged to be a small part of. I know the city's probably even further along in, in some of the work and Mayor, under your leadership and, and an initiative that you really brought forward. Uh, the city's taking great steps uh, towards uh, sustainability. Can you give us an update on, sure. on, on that?
2: So, and and by the way, there's a Rollins member on our sustainability board, our Keep Winter Park Beautiful and yes. sustainability board. But the activities of that board have been huge. Over five years, they've developed a very comprehensive sustainability plan on waste reduction and um, uh, refuse treatment and tree canopy preservation, keeping the temperatures lower, a lot of things. But one thing, if this is your passion – You've, you have a once in a lifetime, maybe not a lifetime, but a golden opportunity, if this is your passion, you know, how do you move toward renewable energy? The city of Winter Park owns a power company, and we are going through that debate right this minute. And if you go online, you can track down our our recent report from a consulting firm on how we can go about doing that. We're going to be setting targets for, um, you know, there'll probably be a target for getting to 80% renewables by some period of time. And there'll be other targets for getting even more renewables into how we buy the energy that we distribute. Um, and we're in great, a great position to be flexible, to really consider it. And um, we're, we're going to have a number of workshops coming up. It is probably one of the bigger policy decisions that yeah. will be uh, around in Winter Park for a long time. But 80% of Winter Park residents, including Rollins, Mm -hmm. um, get their power through Winter Park's electricity company. Right. And so how we buy our power and what's the ultimate fuel source, we've already moved to about 20% solar. You know, that will accelerate. Uh, We're really paying attention to what happens with energy storage and battery, which, which is batteries. Right and uh, then other emerging technologies to to kind of get you over the hump. But it's a really intriguing process, a lot of big thinking and math. Um, So if this is your passion, (laughs) pay attention. Uh, You can see it unfold in your own community. Yeah, love
0: that. Uh, Special thanks to you for uh, helping to get a Rollins person on there. Laura Gustafson Hollinger is our uh, uh, great sustainability coordinator here on campus, and she loves it. I mean, just, it's her passion. For the campus and and obviously now for the community, so it, it's been, been very exciting to watch her come back and report on the progress. So thanks for that. Anything else you want to close with? Anything else the chamber has coming up? I know leadership and youth leaders, but always a lot going on. Yeah,
1: we, uh, we always have a lot going on. We're very fortunate to have a number of wonderful events. This Friday, our Women of Influence event, I think frankly, is sold out. We're honoring Car- uh, Carolyn Finell. Yeah. And yep. Uh, Tony Jennings will be there. So it's uh, a, a full house at the Alphonse and we're grateful for their um, careers of service to our community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Soiree will be coming up again this June. And that's another phenomenal event uh, that I believe is on our website now. Winterpark.org. You yep. can live for tickets. But yes, legislative update is my baby coming <laughs> up May 17th and it should be a good one. So thanks again.
0: Always a good one. Thanks for your time and effort, uh, and for filling in for uh, Betsy, and we'll get her back here next month. Mayor, anything else to close with?
2: No, it's just a, it's an exciting time in the city. You know, we're we're there's so much going on on a lot of different fronts, um, and um, you know, just it's just great to be a part of a community that cares about its neighborhoods and its people, and and a, frankly, a team at the city that work extraordinarily hard. No doubt. To make it a great place so thank you
0: awesome thank you I would just remind and close uh for people to keep an eye on rollinsports.com uh come out and uh, see some of the last uh, few games of the spring season before uh graduation uh, where our baseball team is again kind of lighting it up so uh, keep an eye on them our women's softball team same thing so rollinsports.com um uh, just a reminder, commencement for the campus is, is Mother's Day weekend, so we'll be celebrating our graduates from the Holt School, from the Crummer Graduate School of Business, and of course, Sunday on Mother's Day, uh, we'll celebrate our commencement for our College of Liberal Arts. So um, yeah, that just ex- know that, that that becomes a busy weekend in Winter Park, so keep, keep an eye out for that. Well, we'll leave it there today. Um, As always, thanks for joining us on Talk of the Town. On behalf of the mayor, on behalf of the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, Uh, we're glad that uh, you were able to tune in and uh, keep up to date with what's going on in Winter Park. Uh, Be sure to follow our podcast, and uh, always feel free to share it with friends, neighbors, and colleagues. Uh, We'll be back next month, so stay tuned to City, Chamber, and Rollins Communications for updates. With that, thanks for joining. Have a great day.